What separates high achievers from the rest? How can someone go from being broke to wealthy beyond their dreams? From being fat to a world-class athlete? From being underconfident to being in absolutely tremendous mental shape? Jay Potick is a corporate professional turned author, speaker, and coach. Throughout his professional and entrepreneurial career of over 14 years, he's impacted 50,000 plus lives across seven countries. Join him as we take a closer look at the stories and methods of ordinary people who've achieved extraordinary results regardless of the difficult circumstances we all face in life. Welcome to the Alpha X Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening everyone. This is Jay Parekh and welcome to the Alpha X Podcast. Now, today I'm going to introduce you to somebody who, you know, who used to be a mentor for me at one point in time and now has become someone I confide in, someone who I can call a, a close friend. And um, what you'll find that's amazing about her is, you know, she used to believe that, you know, uh, making money was difficult. She used to believe that, you know, success came as a struggle. She used to believe that she needed to please people, you know, that uh, at one point in time, you know, she she was a, uh, a validation chaser, just like I was, you know, and um, that's not that's not really who she really was, because if you look at her now, you know, she's this powerful, completely transformed human being who's on top of her financial game, who's on top of her career game, her business game. I mean, she's on top of the world right now. She's on top of her relationship. She's, she's, you know, done it all and still moving forward. So how does that happen? And if you're wondering how does that happen, then I think you'll really enjoy today's episode. So let's dive right into it. Uh, what I'd like to talk about is uh, how can somebody go from being ordinary to extraordinary? You know, how can somebody go yeah. from struggling and not getting results to, you know, changing and getting extraordinary results in their life, in hmm. whichever area of their life, you know. So, um, in fact, you know, one of the biggest things I think, Smita, that uh, really changed the way that I looked at you was, you know, when you shared your journey with me about how bad things used to be at one point in time for you. You know, because looking at you right now, you know, the kind of person yeah. that you are right now, the kind of things that you're doing right now, you know, it's so hard to imagine, you know, and I think you'd be the best person to, you know, kind of even, even say what it was like. And why don't you do that? Why don't you just talk a little bit about what it was like and, you know, what it is like right now for you? Yeah. In fact, I think, uh, I think this is my biggest problem probably that uh, people when they see me today they think it all came very easy to me you know it was very easy to just go out there and talk she looks so confident she looks so powerful she looks like she can just go and do it but 
they don't know that part of me which existed which was scared of being judged who could not even speak in front of her in laws forget about the world you know i would have people just walk over me and like uh i've heard things that if a woman hears she will go commit suicide like she would like it was so humiliating to my soul to hear those things and i did not have the courage to stand up and speak i would just hear it out and and these are things which has happened in front of me in front of my parents my family and nobody would take a stand for me because i come from a family like that where you know it said that women need to adjust they need to compromise they shouldn't speak out so i was though i was like you know and as a child obviously this was this is me like in my real sense so i was like that when i was a child so uh right from my childhood the biggest grooming lessons that i've got from my mom is to tame down speak less don't be loud don't say things out and uh, you know don't uh, speak too much don't back answer behave like a girl so stuff like that so when i grew up as in the minute the teenage kicked in and the minute i started going to college the outside world meeting people these these i i could call it a code because that's why in her voice these are my in her voices my mom lived in my head right with all due respect i love her and uh, we share a great relationship now but that wasn't the case earlier so she lived in my head and my conversation <laughs> kept saying these to me things to me in my head so i couldn't speak out even if i wanted to speak out i was scared i was you know recently a uh, uh, a friend's uh, fiance went through something and uh, she had she had met me and uh, she told my friend that if smita was there she would have said it like this i couldn't say it and i told my friend the same thing she's not seen that smita who couldn't see it say it right she thinks it was easy for me and it is not so i have been that person for whom talking was difficult you know back answering forget about back answering even speaking my heart out was difficult what i wanted to say what i wanted really wanted saying that was difficult speaking about my dreams was difficult asking for money was difficult and we were struggling majorly with finances you know when i got into my second marriage as well in spite of that uh, like i wouldn't tell this to my family also of what i'm going through so you know telling them of uh, how things are or what really life is about was difficult so it was not easy for me but uh, i think for me what was there was a vision of what i want i didn't it, and it was not materialistic vision in terms of i want this house or i want this money or i didn't have i and uh, you know i've kind of been said that i'm bad about it and i don't have those visions which i'm still i don't still think i don't think of i want a penthouse because that's not what uh, gives me a lot of joy but i do think of the number of lives i want to impact i do think of uh you know what i want to do like i know how my funeral is going to look like like i exactly can tell you how my funeral is going to wow. look like and i can tell you that in every single minutest detail that's kind of dark isn't it <laughs> so but but that's how i want to live you know i was in my 12th grade when my grandmother passed away and my dad is a social worker and i so clearly still remember this like my dad is a social worker so the entire area was filled with people who had come for my grandmother's funeral because of my dad yeah I, and i i yeah. had a very similar in fact uh, when my when my mom's dad when, you know passed away so my nana or my granddad passed away so we we come he comes from a small town in moradabad so we flew down there we literally had to wait through a crowd for 15 minutes before we could get to the house 
and there was so many people you know and that is something i mean like who like i i knew him as my you know my nana my my granddad but like wow all these people are there for him i can imagine yeah and that time i was in my 12th grade standing on my neighbor's house you know balcony and seeing that crowd there and i still remember saying this to myself i want this like this yeah. and then you know if you remember shri devi passed away and there was a photograph of a funeral where the entire andheri lokhanwala was like filled like the whole andheri was packed yeah. i've taken a photo of that and kept it with me that's there with me i was like this is how my funeral will look like oh, so i have i have those dreams for myself you know of who i will become as a person and uh, not in terms of uh, okay i will be a very good human being not i i didn't have that but i had that what i will be for others and that naturally made me what i am meant to become in fact i think uh, let's let's in fact talk a little bit about you know what things were like for you before you know with respect to when, when you mentioned that okay you had difficulty speaking up and you know expressing yourself and you know uh, being a certain way because that's how you were told uh how did that affect your finances your career your business uh your relationships and how have things shifted for you now so i got into my first marriage just because my parents thought that was the right thing for me to do i was ambitious even at that time but uh, they said okay you're a girl you can pursue your career even after that i said okay that's what probably girls are supposed to do and i got into it and obviously it did not work out for me because it was not even the person i thought i can resonate with and uh, i had this dream or even at that time you know uh, i had not got into this industry but even at that time i had a dream of doing something for people impacting lives doing something it was that this is this has been something that's been churning in me for a longest i know of so you know i would keep talking about it but uh, it was more about why do you want to help people why do you want to do it for people why do you want to you know i I've, i've been that person always naturally to go help my neighbor to go help someone in the you know building even if i don't know them if i see them in trouble out go and help and i've been shouted for it of why why do you want to do that why are you doing that or why do you want to do it for people and and i'd be like okay probably you know what is supposed to do is just go to a 9 to 5 job get your salary back home give it to your husband and uh, live from bill to bill and just hope that every month goes away okay right where you can just be okay and if you have to go to a restaurant think about which restaurant should you enter can you even afford to go there to this place if this looks too big then don't enter there because it's going to be too expensive so don't go there if you're ordering order from the right hand side of the menu than the left hand side of the menu so i've been all of that in fact uh, changing three different local trains to get to my job and uh, then coming back home feeding a weaning child as and you know breastfeeding her at that time so i've been all that in fact uh, none of these things i wanted to do none of it i wanted to do in fact i had a complete reverse concept of how motherhood should be but i did it completely in a reverse way um uh, thankful to all that because i became what i should become in the process however yeah it was it was messed up then went through a divorce uh, and you know there was also happened because i started working on myself and i started getting the courage to aspire for what i think is right and i started getting the courage to stand up and at least tell my own self that it's okay to decide for your own self how do you and, how do you build that courage like you know if somebody is going through what you just talked about right now something similar 
and they're feeling stuck. They want to do something, but they're just like too, I don't know. I don't want to use the word scared. Maybe they're just stuck in some way, you know? Yeah. What do they do? How, how do they change? So it did not happen naturally. I obviously worked on myself. I took help. I did a lot of therapies. So how does it happen is obviously first thing I would say is don't try to do it on your own because you're in the maze yourself, right? You can't see the bigger picture. So let someone else facilitate it for you. So allow that process to happen. I think that's the biggest courageous thing you could do. If I can take a class for people on how to ask for help, I think I'll do it and charge a million dollars for it because this is something that people need to learn. Every human, every living species on this planet Earth knows how to ask for help. Nature has designed us this way. However, it's only human beings who evolved and who said, oh my God, asking for help is weakness, but rather asking for help is strength, right? So that, in fact, uh, you know, I was just telling a friend today morning the same thing that the strongest, wildest animal like an elephant, if they fall into a pit, they tame themselves down, receive help from human beings, even a lion and a tiger, they receive help. They don't come and attack you at that time. They receive help and they allow people to help them to come out of that pit, right? That's nature's way of designing, So number one is ask for help. Number two is, you know, we, as we grow up, are a composition of, in fact, I've written this in my book as well, where we are, but there's a chapter on being your parents. I want to talk about your book actually later. We're going to talk about that for sure. I think people are going to be, they want to, they want to hear about that. Right. So there is a chapter on not being your parents, right? So where I've talked, spoken about, we are a composition of different parts of, what was told to you in your childhood by your parents, by your sister, sibling, friends, whatever, right? And these conversations run in your head. And they are not your original conversation. When you were born, you were born strong, right? You were born that courageous child who can go out there in front of the public, stand there naked, not feeling anything about it. That is what who you were. You have no preconceived, con- you know, like Absolutely. conversations going on about what these things mean. Yes. But that's the meaning later. Yeah, yeah, you attach the meaning later, right? So those those meanings come to you by all these conversations you've heard around you and they start running in your head mm. and they're playing as a tape recorder there at the backward. Yeah, and that is what stops you from taking the action that you need to take. It's not that you're scared. It's just that I think you're too good. You're too nice in terms of you're worried about hurting your loved ones. You're worried about what will others say. You're worried about how you will be seen, right? So these are things that is of concern. And if you take help and work on those elements of yours, like I was so scared of receiving judgment from people. That was my biggest fear. And I was a big time people pleaser because, you know, I had to keep everybody around oh, me happy. That's, yeah, I Nita was. and I are being a people pleaser. <laughs> All right, that's hard for me to believe right now. Yeah, so I, I was a big time people pleaser. <laughs> And uh, in fact, you know, um, I I remember in my first marriage, there, t- there have been times where my, uh, uh, you know, ex-in-laws or someone would say, and I would go to the neighbor's house and cry because I can't even cry in my own house. Like, you know, I had to all the time be good and I had to all the time be nice and I had to all the time be smiling at them and I had to all the time cater to them. And it was crazy. Wow. So I was a people pleaser. I had to please everyone. I wa- I wanted to be seen as a good daughter, the good wife, the good mother-in-law, the good sister-in-law. And oh my God, the way I've gone out of my way to be that, 
is insane. Like when my friends would hear me, they would be like, what's wrong with you? Why do you do so much? And I'm like, no, 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 I have to do it. I have to do it. And, and I kept doing it. And to one day when I realized that, oh, you know, if you're constantly doing it to please someone else, it's okay to be kind to someone. And I think you must be, should be kind to someone. But there's a difference between being kind and pleasing people. And if you keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it to seek their approval, there comes a time how much ever you do, it becomes less. Yeah. And you get burnt out and you get exhausted. Yeah, I think that's in, so... intention is really important, right? I mean, so I've, I've been obviously, you know, we've been working together and, uh, you know, I have observed like the way you give to people. You give, you are a natural, like, you know, for me, uh, I'm not the kind of, like, even if I love somebody, um, it doesn't occur to me that, oh, you know what, I'm going to give them this gift or maybe they like this because that's just not the way that I operate. You know, I don't even think about it from my own perspective. But when I look at you, um, you know, and you're always very thoughtful about, you know, other people, what they want and you will give it to them, but you will give it to them from a perspective of this is what you want, not so that they could like you, but so that they could feel better about, you know, like just, they could just feel better. They could just feel good, you know? And I think that switch in the intention, I think is all the difference. Um, how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. Because earlier also I would do it, but not knowing that uh, I'm doing it from a space of, Oh, they should not judge me or they should like me. But now I do it from a space of, I love this person and I'll do whatever it takes for this person. And I just love doing it because I realize I'm a giver. So I did not change the trait of giving, but the space from where it came shifted. Right. So I don't burn myself out in the process. And at the same time, I don't feel guilty if I miss it out. There are times you do miss out. You're a human yeah. being, right? And at times you do. Absolutely. So I, I don't feel guilty about that. And I also now know of the importance of uh, putting yourself, I would not say first, but also being kind to yourself at the same time. I give myself as much as, yeah. you know, you I know, give. I, I heard this, I heard this quote uh, by Jim Rohn. I was listening to one of his, uh, uh, seminars and he says uh, that his father used to say to him that uh, listen Jim after me you come first <laughs> so after me you come first which is so which is actually really true like you got to take care of yourself before you can take care of others you know but tell me where has all of this like led you like you know now that you know these there, there have been shifts in in how you behave and you know space that you come from how does that make a difference in life like in your relationships and your finances and your business what you know what has that enabled you to accomplish so there came a point in time when I was depressed and then I hit suicide and uh, you know something happened and I rethought of my decision and that's the time I got into therapies and when I started coming out of that space of my life and I started becoming who I, I, I really am you know we're like layers of onion so you kind of peel that one layer and yeah. then the layer and then the layer and you start discovering the core of you I started discovering more of me and it started making me realize that oh my god like if I went through all this which I did not know I was going through you know I did not know I was just going through it in a very autopilot mode and just taking that whole bag off like I remember my sister telling that when why do you look so frustrated every time I see you because I'd not even know what's really happening to me but I went through it and when I came out of it I when I looked back I said oh my god like so many other people could be going through something like this 
and uh, that's where the journey started i said i want to do this for others and i started studying in this field and so it was not like one day you get up and you know everything around you kind of Changes. changed and yes. yeah it, there is no as dreamland uh, yeah yeah there there is no fairy fairy story happening here and there is no cinderella and there's no frog which kisses you so there's nothing like that happens <laughs> yeah, so you have to find your own king you have to find your own prince charming you have to go find your own uh, you know dreamland or whatever it is so it became a journey and it became a quest and it kept me moving me forward and forward and forward to saying that you know this is this is where i want to go this is where i want to go so obviously financially i was in a bad space and you know i've told you this before we were so broke that i i've had great people in my life but today when i look back and see i think it's who you are you attract that kind of people in your life i agree right uh, because at times uh, i i had some such good friends who still are my friends who would pay my uh, house rent you know and i would just tell them can you just transfer this much into my account and they would just transfer it and we we were you know actually managing house rent like that so many 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 months which happened and uh, though they were concerned for me and they would be like you know smita this is your second marriage where do you think this is going but they still kept doing it and uh, i i have people who now tell me i don't even think i have that good friends in life then sorry to say but uh, you have to really take a little look into your own self if you've not had that people in your life because you okay i agree earning money getting your dreams whatever whatever in life is something that you have to work towards and it's not that you know not everyone is born being rich so you have to work and create it but at least you can work on being the human being that you're becoming right you can at least become that person that you're wanting to become Right. And if you're that person you will automatically attract good people in your life. They'll just come and they'll stay. Yeah. Right? So I had those group people. So obviously I was in that space of life and from there I didn't stop because the quest was really deep mm-hmm. and um, I was not willing to give up. And I had made this very uh, I think I think when I lived the second time, I think people when they're living every single day of their life take their life too much for granted. I know what it is to reach suicide and come out of it. right and i didn't commit it though but i had completely planned it so i know what it is to value life i know what it is to uh live every single day of your life i know what it is to wake up in the morning and put your feet down on the floor so i didn't give up i didn't let challenges define me i decided and i let my responses to that particular situation define me wow Yeah so I think that's something that you can control. Yeah. That's I think that's I don't think there's anything more to say I think after that. You know um you know what I wanted to also touch upon is uh I don't have your book in my hand right now. Yeah. Uh but I want to I I I want you to maybe give people a little bit of an idea because I what I do want to do is you know once your book does come out I want to read it. and then maybe we could have an interesting conversation about that that would be pretty fun but what is it about like if people you know like what, what if you were to describe your book in like one sentence what what is it about so it's called as the whole pie right and that again comes from my life's journey of when i decided to relive i had a reason to relive i just didn't get up and said that i'm going to relive right i looked at my daughter and i said that uh, you know i want to be a role model to her what's the kind of life i want her to introduce to 
And I remember all throughout my growing up years, I have heard things like, you can't always have, uh, you know, a good relationship, money, success. So I've heard, okay, if a woman goes after her ambition, she doesn't have good relationship or rich people are not healthy or, you know, rich people are not good. Or, you know, if you have, if you want a good, happy married life, you need to compromise on something. So I've heard all of these things. And when I looked at my daughter that night and I said, okay, you know, I want to live and I want to live for her and be a role model for her. Based on, I want her to know that life will have challenges and my mother is a winner and so can I be. So I said, what's the world I want her to introduce to? Do I want her to introduce to this world where it's either or? You can either have money or have, well, you know, relationship or have health. Or And I said, no, I don't want her to introduce to get, get introduced to these kind, this kind of a world. I want her to be introduced to a world where she can have health, wealth, money, happiness, relationship. You name it and you have it all. Right. So that's where the quest started. And uh, that's what the whole pie is about. There are 11 chapters. It talks about every single area of your life. So it speaks relationship. It speaks about money. It speaks about your uh, body. It speaks about how you can use your body to achieve what you want to achieve. It speaks about patterns of your mental subconscious patterns. So it basically speaks about 11 steps. If you walk through how you can actually have the whole pie in your life. And every single step, which means every single chapter is a real life story of my clients who have actually gone through sessions with me. We have changed their name and identity and, uh, but uh, it's real stories of sessions that I've done and uh, how they have achieved what they've achieved in life with the work that we did. That's what it is. That's fantastic. And now I'm even more excited. I'm like, um, I feel like I want to, you're going to give me a copy early. I'm sorry. Of course. Of You're course, going to give yes, me a copy absolutely. early. This is not going to, it's not going to fly. So, damn. Uh, when is it coming out? Do you want to tell people? Uh, so, the launch date we're planning is April 7th right now. And the cover is already out. And so, we're just working on the last few phases of okay. the publishing. So, right now, the date planned is April 7th. Okay, so, by the, so, chances are by the time this podcast comes out that the book is already out, if it is. I'm going to put a link uh, in the description uh, for everyone below so you guys can go check it out. Uh, man, it sounds super exciting. Smitha, thank you so much for uh, coming on today, having this conversation. I mean, we, I mean, we talk a lot, uh, but every time we ha- have one of these conversations with you, it changes uh, a little bit of, uh, you know, I think my own uh, mental patterns and gives me a perspective, you know, a different perspective that, that helps me see see things a lot clearer so thank you so much man this was thank you that's why i tell you you should hang out more with me (laughs) (laughs) done 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 and and other reasons which we will discuss all right thanks so much thank you jay bye bye